to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. And hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. Julie, I know you've had a lot of different jobs in life, and you know I've had a bunch Not as many as you. (laughs) (laughs) No, probably not. But is there one that you would say is the absolute worst one you ever had? Well, I mean, I've definitely had a few that were questionable. I feel like people will judge me if I say the worst job I ever had was being a babysitter because now I'm a mom, and so I don't think you're allowed to say that. Oh, But I genuinely hated being a babysitter and couldn't wait to be done with that. (laughs) But... When I stopped babysitting, I worked as a collection agent. Oh, no. So I had to call people and tell them that their bills were past due and hear that they had cancer, and I still had to try to demand that they paid it. It was actually really, really bad. That's horrible. (laughs) I did it for like three years, though. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I had to pay the bills. I was 15. Wait a minute. You had to pay the bills. You were 15. True okay. story. Go listen to episode 28. Yeah. There's a whole what life about you, that one. All right. Um, now, this isn't a bad job. It's just a bad job for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was a booking agent. You know, mm-hmm. when I was in the music business, I started as a booking agent. I hated it. Why? Because you cold call people and convince them to do something for you. And I'm not a salesperson by nature, and that's kind of it. But, you know, I had these bands that had children and rent to pay. And Mm -hmm. so there was a point I'd just start begging, you know, whatever (laughs) it took. So I wasn't, I, I mean, I did a good job, but it was simply because. I had to, you know, so they could survive. But boy, I was so glad to leave that one behind. That's funny. Well, I mean, we all have to do some things sometimes that aren't our favorite. And we can actually, I think this really goes well with what we're going to talk about today. We can kind of get lost in some of the things that we do and start to get it twisted in our mind that what we do is who we are. And that actually can't be further from the truth. Oh, that's true, Julie. I mean, whether it's the demands that are placed upon us because of the circumstance we're in or the life change that we've gone through, we kind of find ourselves lost sometimes where we feel not that important and who are we anyway? It's definitely one of the biggest questions, I think, on women's minds in general. And we know that to be true because one of the top questions searched at Grit and Grace Life is how do I know what defines me? And you might be nodding along saying, yeah, how do I know? Or I thought I used to know, but then I've had this, you fill in the blank, life change. And now I'm really starting to wonder, or, Hey, maybe just 2020 has left you spinning and you don't know who you are anymore. Our hope is that on this episode, you'll be able to recognize that the definition of who we are is not in what we do or where we are in life or even other people's perceptions of us. It's really how we handle ourselves in the various roles of life and circumstances that we have. 
So I think we need to start by unpacking a few of the places that women find themselves in because our lives are seasonal. We do have a lot of life changes and things that we deal with that doesn't really affect uh, the other gender um, because we just seem to have more change that we experience. It could be, well, you did in 2020. It could be all of a sudden you're married, you're single. Well, you went through how many changes in the last few years, but you're single and then you're married and all of a sudden you find that some people perceive you as less because you're somebody's wife. You might walk in a room of a business business group that your husband's involved in and you're like the add-on. You're the extra. It doesn't make you feel very good about yourself. I have a friend who often gets referred to, oh, you're so-and-so's wife. And, you know, she'll often kind of look across with like an eye roll of like, oh, but I'm so much more than that. Um, And then on the flip side, there are some who maybe like to find their identity in being Mrs. So-and-so. And there's not necessarily anything wrong in that. But again, when you're looking at that, your marital status, whether it's married or unmarried, as your primary definition, it leaves you lacking. Yeah, I think that's interesting in every part of our life, Julie, that, you know, it's one part. And I think we need to look at all of these as one part of our life, not our entire life, whether it's marriage or I think the one that's a killer for a lot of women is motherhood. You know, all of a sudden everything changes. The demands of this little human that entered your world is overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, literally they need you to survive. <laughs> yeah, they so do. it's it's a big deal. <laughs> and it's easy to get lost in for sure. So all of a sudden you're a mom, whether you adopt or whether you foster or whether you've had your own children, there is this other little person that enters. And when they do, Julie, it's like you can't even think about yourself. You're constantly going, have they been fed? Have they been taken care of? Uh, do they have toys? Do they not have toys? Do I care if they have toys? Because I'm tripping over them anyway. Do have they, they have someone? Remember when Lincoln was biting so much? Yeah. Oh, it was so stressful. Yeah. He doesn't do it anymore in case anyone has yeah. wondered in the last two years. So for a while, you were the mother of a biter. You yes. Know? yes. <laughs> and it's, then it becomes their activities. You're mm-hmm. taking them from one thing to another, and you get so lost in that merry-go-round that you feel like you're on. It's like, who am I other than the diaper changer or the the delivery of humans to wherever they're going or whatever. You you feel like you're not that person anymore. Who are you? On the flip side, there are some who feel like they have no status or they have no value or identity because they aren't a mom. Whether they're unmarried and desire to be one day and then to start a family, or maybe they are married and they're struggling with infertility and they feel like when everyone looks at them, all they see is the fact that they don't have a child yet. So regardless of what kind of situation we're talking about here, it's almost like there's always two sides of the coin where you can have an imbalance in the way you perceive yourself or you're perceived by others. Speaking of perceived by others, the thing that has driven me crazy is someone else's opinion about you. And how that can make you feel badly about yourself. And they may think you're not capable of something, or maybe because of where you are in life, if you're a mom, again, or if you're married, or whatever job that you're in, that your value is less, your talents are less, your abilities are less, and their perception can affect your perception of yourself. 
Speaking of jobs, maybe you were excelling in a career that you loved and then there was a worldwide pandemic and your career went away. Or maybe you went to school for a decade to get into a career that just never took off. Or maybe you don't want to work and others look at you like you should be working, but instead you choose to be a stay-at-home wife or mom. All of those, and in addition to that, are gender can actually affect what people think of us, or even what we think of ourselves, mm-hmm. what we think that we're capable of or not capable of, or you know, are we? Can we accomplish something in the business world because we're a female or not? It's like you're either a feminist or you're an anti-feminist. Why can't we just be? I'm a strong woman who loves herself because I believe I was made with a purpose. I mean, isn't that ultimately who we're trying to get to at the end of this episode? A strong woman full of grit and grace who knows who she is because of who made her, and she's able to walk through the various seasons of life with her head held high, knowing that she has a purpose and a worth. So all of those things we talked about, the roles that we're playing or the things that are affecting our lives, we need to realize are not who we are. They're simply something we're doing for that season of time. I think the real test is no matter where we are in life, how do we handle it? How do we perform the task in front of us? And with what attitudes do we do it? Okay, so let's take the example of maybe you have had some sort of life interruption. Yes, we all have seasons that we're inevitably going to come through, but maybe you're in a season where things have really been shaken up for you. How do you handle it? What character is coming through in this time? Are you fearful? Are you scaling back? Or are you stepping forward with grit and grace? You know, I think the first thing you have to realize is you just got to roll with it. Life changes, circumstance change, and you kind of have to expect it. I think the worst thing in the world is to think it's going to remain the same, and where you are is where you'll be. If you step back and go, that's not the truth of life, then you go, i got to roll with the next one. I've got to go up that next hill and down on the other side, whatever it looks like. I need to adapt to where I am. And that doesn't mean that you never have any disappointment or frustration or anger or confusion when life things get thrown at you. That's not what we're saying, but there is that kind of indomitable spirit we talked about kind of when Grit and Grace even started that, okay, this this is the hand that I've been dealt right now. Um, we did a whole episode on playing the cards you're dealt. I think that was 138. Um, you, you recognize, okay, this is what has happened in my life. How am I going to, you know, both use my grit and my grace to carry on. And who who do I need to look out for help from? And how do I need to process this um, without just falling apart because of the why me type scenario? Yeah. And I think the first thing you have to do is don't give up. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I don't remember who the actor was, but I heard him talking about his long-term career one time. And someone said, how did you do it when no one else did? And he said, I just stayed. I just stayed when everybody else went home. I just stayed. And I think sometimes you have to take that mindset of, I'm just going to stay and get through this. I'm not going to give up. When we're talking about who we are and what makes us who we are, I think our personal priorities and our 
principles, you know, those values, those morals that we hold at our innermost self, those are a big part of who we are. And, and do those change when circumstances hit us? Or are those the anchors that we come back to? And they're going to be different for everyone, but you choose them and you hold fast to them. Well, and I think they adapt to every area that you find yourself in. You know, it, do I want to be a strong person who offers kindness and compassion. Well, I need to do it to my children. I need to do it to my husband. I need to do it to my coworkers. I need to do it wherever I am. And are my priorities ones where, you know, what matters to me most in life? Is it my faith? Is it my family? So how did those adapt to the situation I find myself in? That's where kind of the rubber meets the road is you take those things that you know are valuable in life, not just in circumstances, but in life, and you apply it to every circumstance. I think part of really knowing who you are and walking in that is taking those past seasons that you've experienced, whether that is, you know, we'll take my life as an example, a confusing, dysfunctional childhood. Okay. I'm now in a an adult. And how do I take what I learned in that childhood experience and apply it to the next season of life of trying to find my own way and being a young wife and then being a mom? You you let those seasons build on each other and you take the character building, the lessons you've learned by the mistakes you've made and the successes that you've had and build them in. And then at the same time, passing on the wisdom gained by your experiences by showing kindness and compassion to other people who are in that similar season you've already passed through and walking with them along in their journey. Well, and I I know that in every part of what we do, whether it's at the website or through our podcast, that we are a big believer in wisdom from other women, you know, that we gain understanding from people who have already lived through things. So we should go to those other women. We should seek out that information and apply it. And like you said, be the ones to dole it out too when we have something that we know will help someone else because we are kind of all in this together. (laughs) You know, I know that I have had seasons where And I'm a pretty darn confident person, Um, but I've had seasons where I've gone, I have no idea who I am right now. I have no idea my worth at this point in time. Um, and, And taking that and putting aside the confusion, I had to go back and rediscover then who am I? Not what am I doing right now, but who am I? And I think that's kind of the starting place when you find yourself lost in the chaos that you have to get back to is who are you? Well, how do you do that then? What are the anchors that you kind of go back to to help you determine who you are maybe when you've had a setback or a failure or a loss or a hard circumstance thrown in your way? What are the the questions maybe that you ask yourself or the things that you need to consider to remind yourself of who you are? I think it starts with rolling back and looking over your life so far. What are your talents? What is it that you're good at? And it can be as simple as I'm a great organizer or, you know, I am analytical or I am a, you know, just, it doesn't have to be this profound, you know, I have a degree in X, Y, or Z. It is simply what is innate, an innate talent within you, something that you produce that other people don't. 
Maybe you're a good listener. Maybe you're a problem solver. Maybe your kindness is apparent to all who see you. I love that you said it doesn't have to be some big thing. I think sometimes when we say, know what your strengths are, people automatically focus on what the culture perceives as strong as, you know, communicators or leaders or politicians. I kind of want to throw up as I say that or movie stars (laughs) or whatever. Um, But I think that there's such power in the small characteristics that um, are less celebrated, but are really um, more concrete and, and matter in the every single, every day, every relationship, every area of your life. I love it that you said listener there, Julie. Because I mean, I'm not one. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to throw at you. You're not <laughs> I entirely. Said it, it's okay. I know, but you're not entirely not one. You just <laughs> like to talk, okay? Um, but think about it. What is the one of the most valuable things in the world when you're struggling is having someone who's willing to sit and listen. Not necessarily give advice, not necessarily offer A, B, C, or D. They're just there to listen. I mean, that that is amazing. And that you're right. Let's not concentrate on the big things. Let's look at the what's perceived as small things within us, but I would argue some of the most valuable things that we can offer. So beyond our talents and our strengths, we want to make sure we're going back and taking an inventory of what are the things that you like? Gosh, I think that there's almost like this negative culture of like, it should never be about you. And we're of course not saying that everything should always be about you, but if you're struggling in a season of who am I and what am I supposed to be doing and do I even matter? This is a time to go back to, wait, what makes me happy? What are the things that I genuinely enjoy and I take an interest in and I could get lost thinking about or Googling about or talking (laughs) about Um, those interests? They are important and they will help you come to a place of, you know, rediscovering who you are and why you exist. Well, and I do know that what your interests are probably is related to your natural abilities And that means you were created to perform something in that area and to affect something in that way. So it's not selfish to focus on your interests. It's actually the fact that if you do and you pursue them, then whatever role you're playing, whether it is in your job or in motherhood or in your relationships, friendships, family, then pursuing that will make you a much more valuable member of whatever you're part of. Okay. And I think the last one, which sort of plays into what we've already talked about with priorities and principles, but conviction. I love that word conviction because there are just some things that matter to you at the center of your being that, like you said, have been placed in you. And um, there are certain things that matter to you that you're willing to fight for, to stand against, And they are part of what makes you special and unique and lean you toward a certain purpose or calling that you might have. And they're not going to be the same for everyone. I would think the word conviction sometimes can get pigeonholed into, you know, things that have to do with faith, um, because we do talk about conviction when it comes to faith. I think even people who don't claim to be Christians have convictions. They have purposed morals and values that are central to everything that they do. And I think that's important that we know what those things are. 
So if you take a little time to reassess the you, and I, you know what, take a little time to reassess you. Don't mm-hmm. don't just brush it off and say I feel lost. And time's probably precious in a lot of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot, but I don't know if you're like me. I used to wake up at three a.m. to think. Not a good time to think, but nobody's up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're one of those people, then take that, put a little notepad beside your bed and start writing out who the who of who I am and always have been and always will be, and then figure out how that's going to adapt to the circumstance that you are. Take those talents, take those interests, and apply them. I think you're also kind of saying, say you're in the middle of a season where you feel less confident in who you are. But if you've looked back and said, okay, what are my talents and strengths and what are my interests and what am I convicted about and how those show up in all the different arenas of your life? How do those things show themselves in your relationships, whether that be your family or your children or your spouse or your friends? How do those three elements show up in your workplace? How do they show up in you know um, the job that you may or may not have? And seeing how those things show themselves in all of those areas, you begin to see that that's who I am. And the different circles of life are just where I happen to be showing up with those things. Well, and I think it's a good time to reassess too. Once you step back and figure out the you, let's take your job. Let's just start there. I know there have been seasons where I've discovered that 80% of my day in a work situation is spent on things that aren't my natural talents. And 20% is my passion and my heart. Well, it's not that you're not going to do things that don't fit, because you are, but when it's that out of kelter, you probably need an adjustment. You need to go, I need to change my job, or I need to change the circumstances that surround me, or find out who can do these things that I'm not very good at so I can do the things that I'm good at and grow in and become this stellar, productive person because I'm focusing on what is natural to me. And yes, I'm doing some of the other stuff, but instead of 80-20, it's more like I'm doing you know 70% of things that are natural to me and 30% of the stuff that you just have to do when you work. I just have to say this. When you said, I want to become this stellar, productive person, um, I just want to acknowledge the fact that that looks different for every person. Some people are high energy, high production, high achieving people, and some are not. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is such value in people who um, really focus more on relationships and on listening and um, on being present than maybe achieving certain levels of success that maybe are considered more flashy. So. Well, yes. And I think that we need to recognize that that plays an important role too. When I think I've said this before, when my father-in-law was ill and I and my sister-in-law were taking the primary care of him, I'm the person who made all the doctor's appointments and who filled the pill stuff and who made sure that he got the clothes he needed. I was the doer. She was the nurturer. Mm. She would sit and listen to him tell his stories again. She would mm. sit and watch you know, some TV game show with him and just hold his hand. 
And I would look at her and think, I would lose my mind if I had to sit for 45 minutes. And I adore this man, but that's not how God made me. That's how God made her. And we were perfect together caring for him because we were both working into our strengths. I just think in this age of there's so much content that we're consuming in so many various different ways, whether it's through social media or the news or, I don't know, the mom's playgroup discussions, that it's just so easy to compare ourselves to the way other people are succeeding. And I just can't stress enough on this episode where we're talking about what defines you is that it really is different for every person. Speaking of mom's playgroup, I I just can't not deal with that because I think one of the most challenging thing for women is when they become moms. And, you know, we, we've said it before, but you guys are just comparing motherhood like crazy. It's <laughs> like there's this perfect motherhood thing that is out there and it changes every single day. And every mom seems to be striving for it. And I'm saying there's not a perfect motherhood thing and you need to do it your way. So you're the crafty one. So you're the one that can make all the crafts. Great. So you're not. Great. (laughs) So you bring the, you know, cookies from the grocery store to the party. Great. So you bake them at home and decorate them. Great. It doesn't matter. Don't feel the pressure in your motherhood to be somebody other than who you are because you are the right mom for your child. So be you in that role. One thing we can always go back to again and again in our individual grit and grace lives is that our past seasons are our best teacher. Um, For us, when we need a little refresher course on something we've been through and how we can face something um, that we're now going through, we get our wisdom, we get understanding from what we've already experienced, and we also gain wisdom and understanding from those around us and what they've experienced in their various seasons. So true, Julie. You know, the other thing, and you know this makes me crazy, is letting other people define you. Ignore them. <laughs> Blow them off. Walk away from What they from say now words. is ignore the haters. Ignore the you haters. Know that? <laughs> no? So that's so sophisticatedly. It's more like ignore the haters. Oh, it's not <laughs> ignore the haters? It's not like that? Okay, but it's a good, I like it. It's good because it's true. And they don't even have to hate you. Well, they, that's like a slang thing. I know. I got you. it. Okay, yeah. Make sure. Thanks. Julie's always helping me out. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. Um, some people just want to feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. So they want to make you look lesser than you are or make you think it or make other people think it. They are not worth your time, energy, or attention. Yeah. Sometimes people are just jealous. Or honestly, sometimes they're deflecting their own issues that may have something to do with the thing they're focused on in you, or may be completely unrelated, and they just don't have a healthy ability to deal with their own emotions. No. And I, we're not saying if there's someone in your life you trust who has your back, who wants the best for you, sometimes they'll say things you don't want to hear. Listen mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. But those are completely different people than the haters. <laughs> Um, Okay, so something we can't not mention as women who love Jesus, who profess faith in God, um, our biggest definition of who we are comes from that quiet, central knowing that we were created by God, for God, 
and for a purpose. You know, what's amazing to me is that he thinks enough of me and you and every one of our listeners to have even created us in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people say, I don't know how God can love me. I say, I don't know why he ever bothered making me in the first place because I'm just, you know, messy. Mm-hmm. I am challenging. And yet he made me with some amazing strengths and abilities. And the fact that God believes in us mm-hmm. and believes we're here to accomplish something, I mean, we should feel pretty darn good about ourselves. If you're hearing that and maybe you're not quite sure if that's really true about you, or maybe you're in a season of being angry with God, or you've heard us talk about him here and there, and you're not quite sure if that's for you, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 144. We talk a lot about faith and beginning faith and growing in faith. Um, Don't ignore that little voice that's telling you there's more for you in the area of faith. It does not matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter the circumstances that surround you, whether they were voluntary or often involuntary. Mm -hmm. It really matters who you're going to be in the midst of it. That's what defines you. That's what will define you in every circumstance that you find yourself in. And you also need to realize whatever that circumstance is, you're exactly where you need to be. I know that can be really hard to hear. Um, I know there were, that phrase was said to me in some of my deepest pits and I wanted to throw rocks at the person saying it like, you don't understand. Um, but with hindsight, you really can see even some of the hardest things you've overcome or the most exciting times were part of building the, the truest you. And so whatever you're in the middle of right now is part of continuing to build into your character, into your you-ness. And so you're right, Dar, exactly where everyone is right now is where they're supposed to be for a greater purpose. So settle into that. Maybe you need to go back and look at what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What are my convictions? Then take the time, value yourself enough to do those things, and then walk in a confidence of who you truly are. We want to encourage you to define yourself. Don't let someone or circumstances define you. Know who you are, what you're good at, and say, you know what? Even though I'm in a fog right now, I'm still a pretty darn great person. Um, I would like to quote you as we close this episode. I thought you were about to just literally quote yourself, which would have been (laughs) so epic, but it was pretty close. Okay. Um, This is straight from the Darlene Brock, co-founder of and grace life. She said, do not let a moment in time, a circumstance you find yourself in or another person's opinion define you. That is some great advice for your grit and grace life. Our next episode is a very important one. You'll meet Jill Monaco. She's an author and speaker who is bravely sharing her story of abuse from a spiritual leader. We're hearing more of these stories these days, and you'll be encouraged to hear how she tells of hers with both grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.